Thanks to BetterHelp for supporting FilmSack. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash FilmSack and start living a better life today. If the question is survival, then Saint is the answer. It is quite simply the most sophisticated robot on planet Earth. Adaptable to steaming jungles and burning deserts and frozen Arctic wastes. <laughs> well, of course, it's adaptable because it's a robot. Camouflage. This is Filmsack. Oh, sure. Morning, everyone. Well, it's morning for us. Whatever. You may be listening at whatever time you want to. It's Film Sack. Film Sack. Mind in the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode uh, 524. My name is Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by Brian. He's moving in an extreme philosophy. Dunaway. Woo. Oh, hi. Hi. This week on Film Sack, we hop, hop, we squash a sci-fi comedy <laughs> classic from 1986 <laughs> and then reassemble it for your entertainment. Wait, this movie is a childhood favorite of mine. We're just going to disassemble it? As in dead? Disassemble? Dead? No disassemble! <laughs> Ibit, is that your food animal abductor truck out front? Can I hold your keys for a second? Thanks. <laughs> Flee! Escape! No disassemble! My childhood! Okay, okay. I'm better now. Sorry, I just had to mourn my childhood for just a moment. Look, it's just a movie. Of, okay, look, look. It's just a movie film, Scroters. Doesn't get pissed off. It doesn't get happy. Doesn't get sad. It doesn't laugh at your jokes. I've tried. It just tells stories. It usually tells stories. And sometimes those stories involve things that don't age well. Luckily, we are alive and have the potential for growth, unlike movies. So sit back, relax, and listen to us say stupid shit that probably won't age well. But hopefully, we will. Who's Randy, you say, when you smile in that special way? <laughs> Hi, Randy. That uh, was great. Well done. I was hoping one of you would uh, include the song. Maybe more of you will. Right. I don't know. I shouldn't little, stop right. here. Little, uh, Unlike procurement the of the DeBarge. Yeah, why not? <laughs> procurement of the DeBarge. I wish we could rename the title of the show. All right. Also with us, <laughs> Randy, I think Wally people had some explaining to do. Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. And thank you for coming out today to meet our new line of robots. Did you like the field demonstration? You know, we planted those poppies six months ago just so that we could drive army vehicles over them today. We call that subtlety. Mm. On the other hand, did you notice how we program the robots in real time? Yep. The idea of shortcuts never once occurred to us. Uh, and, and how about those lasers? Did you notice that we found a way to focus light into a laser beam that can make literally anything explode like a bomb? Pretty cool. <laughs> and we're proud of you for sitting in some bleachers right next to the explosions with nothing protecting you from shrapnel or human error. Oh, uh, wait. I see one of you did get a small wound on your arm. Here, let me offer you a brawny paper towel to clean that. <laughs> Just make sure you tend to it when you get home with more brawny paper towels. <laughs> uh, thanks. 
hold on. What's what's being whispered in my ear? One one of the robots has left the facility. No problem. No, no, no. You can't send the other robots. They'll just shoot like stormtroopers. Listen, send the civilian head programmer and his civilian project manager out by themselves. That's what any military unit would do. Oh, that's true. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Running placement. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who's Bronny? You say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with us finally, Brian. He made a duplicate of himself in the back of the van just to be in this episode, Ibit. I did. Uh, I'm alive. Uh, all right, Stephanie, uh, you just go take a nap on the beach here while I give number five some tests to see if he's truly alive. Uh, let's start with a test I saw in a movie once. Okay, number five, you're walking in the desert and you come across a tortoise walking towards you. What's a tortoise? It's just like a turtle, number five. Yeah, tortoise, turtle, same thing. Anyway, the tortoise is coming towards you and you reach down and flip it over on its back. The tortoise sits there, unable to flip itself back over its white belly, baking the hot sun, but you're not flipping it over. Why aren't you flipping it over, number five? All right, never mind. Let's try a Turing (laughs) test. Uh, Number five, do you know who Alan Turing is? No. Yeah, I, I missed that day in computer science, too. Okay, uh, I guess there's only one way left to figure out your, figure out if you're alive. Look at these photos, number five. Okay, now, point to all the ones that contain crosswalks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, five is way. not alive, apparently. <laughs> Sipped my tea. Where's crosswalks? Yeah. I don't <laughs> see crosswalks. <laughs> Input. You also are freakily good at that voice, and I, I kind of hate <laughs> it's it. It's a really right, easy right? one to do. Yeah, it's, yeah. I kind of hate it, but uh, well, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do it a lot this episode. You're really good at it, like to the point that I don't know. It's like indiscernible, and it also kind of left a mark on me. Hey, we're talking about uh, short circuit 1986s, 1986, not 1985. Uh, a, a movie that came out a year before this. Yeah. about some pandas. Oh, oh, no. really? Don't ask, okay. Don't ask and me. It was called Short Circuit. It was, and I was about like, "What pandas? Okay. About pandas? About you know, pandas. pandas, electric pandas." Then, then yeah. there's that new uh, Disney Plus thing that uh, Ibit watched and mm. told me I should watch. That's called Short Circuit, and it's oh, nothing that's to do fantastic. With this. Yeah, it's it's like Love, Death, and Robots, or Love, Sex, and Robots, whatever that Netflix thing was called, but but <laughs> tuned to the Disney Plus uh, audience. So yeah. it's all fun stuff. Yeah, I got to watch that. I'm super stoked about it. But no, this is the dumb uh, robot thing that spawned a series of films that went, how many? Three of these? Mm, Three. Two. Two. Just two. two. It's spawned two. two. It's not even a series. Why am I thinking nope. there's a yeah. third? How is, there not, how is there not a series it made of this It feels thing? like it, right? Well, there's a new one under, under well, it, since 2013, the rumors have been that they were making a new one, and I don't know what's come of it. So uh, yeah, the second one did not do so well at the box office, unlike no. the first one, which well, is odd actually, because you know I feel like part we should, two we should is get more to that. memorable. We should get to that, Dunaway, because you—I didn't want to forget to talk about this. You—you you mm-hmm. thought all your memories of Short Circuit were from the first one, but they're not. They're from the second one. Why? What happened there? Correct. How did it get crossed? Is a, that's a good question. Uh, most of the things I remember are from part two for some reason. I—I I still remember a few things. From part one, but it almost felt like the whole movie took place in the first 15 minutes of my memory. Mm. And then everything else is part two. Yeah, that's weird. So, because I mean, because really, this movie just, it really didn't need to be as long as it was. Mm. It was really no. not necessary. Did two have uh, Fisher Stevens in it again? Or? That's, it did. That's the only he was, one that He had. was the central. Yeah, he was yeah. the central part. Oh, the right. Yeah. They didn't even have Gutenberg come back for that. No, it's like, right. it's almost like they, they came up with some story why, why Johnny Five was on vacation from the, uh, from the, the farm. farm in Montana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> went, went to go see Fisher Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
What a weird. So many unanswered questions. Like, did he finally get to make use of his marital aid that he was going to do? I didn't ever see it. I never saw the second one. You saw two? No. Now that I look at the Personally, I think as a kid, as a now I don't know about now, but as a kid, two was more fun. Yeah. It says, I mean, the reviews are better for two. Weirdly. Really? Yeah. Oh man, we need to watch two. I saw both of these in the theaters. Matter of fact, um, uh, the first one we showed up late for, which is you know unheard of with me now. No yeah. way am I showing up late for a movie. If I miss it, right. then I'm missing the whole damn movie. It yeah. did both times, like the first time and the second time. Just you just uh, just the first time, just okay. uh, short right. circuit, not short short, short circuit two. We you showed up lesson. on time for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we missed the entire setup of how. You know, oh, the, the lightning, war, the war the, machine, the war oh, machine wow. stuff. Right. I think mm. actually, you know, we came in right when the lightning and they were at their cocktail party and that sort of thing. But right. we missed the whole setup of uh, uh, Johnny's one <laughs> through four. <laughs> you, you just know if it was given somebody the stink eye. Was it Tina? Totally who was, was it that you went? No, oh, no. God. This was uh, uh, ex-girlfriend uh, Kim. Yes. Well, of course. That's what she gets. Yeah. yeah. So. So Side basically iron. you missed you missed the all the movie really has to say in defense of uh the anti military story. Kind of, yeah. Like yeah. the anti military story kind of threads through the rest of the movie. I mean Scroder is the anti military story in a in a heartbeat. Right. But yeah. the beginning of the movie starts mm-hmm. you making a defense of it. Like it's like right. it right. starts out with like, look at these, you know, look at these geniuses and how they're how they operate and it's ridiculous, but it's not presented as such, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty serious. And it's almost like a little bit scary. I, I, I don't think I was scared when I was a little kid. I, my memory of this is that my parents rented it on VHS Mm -hmm. and then the next week rented short circuit two. And we watched that. And (laughs) that was what we, we, there were a couple of years where my parents would go rent a movie every Friday at, Right, local and you've watched all nine nine episodes of the Beethoven series, right? Or have you? No, I don't really. So I I remember the first one, really, right? But um, Charles Grodin, yeah, Charles Grodin, baby, I remember that. But like, I haven't seen either of these movies since then, so I was just like, everything was new to me. It did feel pretty new to me for the same reason. It's been ages, ages and ages. It was one of those VHS tapes that me and my sisters uh, wore out back in the day, but mostly they did. I don't think I was as into it as they were. They were really into it. It's a little late for you, probably. This is 86. I was even getting up on the uh, higher end of teenage life at this point. Yeah, I'd have been 16. I would have been less interested in a funny wise cracking robot probably right um, it's it I, yeah. must be said it was a different time though like i i'm really like <laughs> i Clearly. i like yeah, i was su- i was surprised at all of the violence and near violence in this movie like i really i was just like man we're we yeah. just didn't, it didn't work the same you know well, violence though i mean it's it is uh, ABC movie of the week violence, right? Where yeah, that's you know, he shoots a boat and everybody who's on the dock jumps off the dock and lands in the water. Cause mm-hmm. that's funnier than, you know, being on the boat that blows up. Sure. Um, but it is, you know, it is cartoon violence. Yeah. I guess it's the, it, the, the red eye that would freak some kids out, like seeing Johnny five and having like red eyes kind of like, um, iron giant when he went into, 
uh, yeah, attack yeah. mode. Right, yeah, right. Danger mode. Now, see, this movie was originally intended on the script. It was written a lot darker. It wasn't necessarily as mm. much comedy, but the money people, as they often do, mm. wanted something a little more kid-friendly, a they, little more they, fun. They altered the plan. Mm-hmm. Pray they don't alter it any further is how you look at <laughs> it. Right. <laughs> they altered the crap out of it because the original idea was Steve Gutenberg was never really the first wasn't the person they wanted to cast in this film originally, but the money people said, yes, we want him in there. Well, he was the hot, he was uh, coming off a cocoon. It was the the hot, exactly hot guy, man. Where does this land in terms of uh, police Academy? Cause it's him and Scroder buttonheads in that one. too. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, GW Bailey. And and, can uh, I just, uh, we got to stop there for a second. I love GW Bailey. Yeah, I do too. Everything How can you he's not? in. I love he's him. just trying he's... to get home to eat his eight dollar steak. Look, <laughs> I love that guy <laughs> in Mash. I loved him on Mash. I loved him on the the the, the like you just said the Police Academy. Oh, Rizzo. Films. Yeah, <clears throat> he's just a great. And he's by the way, his IMDb photo is maybe the coolest one on the entire site. He just looks badass even at this age. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with gw bailey i just wanted to get that out early let that sink in everybody he's the greatest okay there you <laughs> go my favorite character <laughs> he was a lot of fun i i really like him in the police academies he makes it he makes it fun right i mean steve gutenberg is basically a, a k a, an agent of chaos right yes, so right. you need the structure but he's bailey. not the um the goofy guy that he is in um He's goofy, but he's not the like willingly class clown kind of guy he is in police. Right. Academy. He's not he's not one of the right. Ghostbusters in short circuit. Right. right. That's like, a good I, way of putting I, it. I yeah. kept thinking about you Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters are the three stooges. No, 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 no. Like like <laughs> this has a lot of connective tissue with Ghostbusters. And All right. it just like I couldn't stop thinking about how how uh Bill Murray would have acted this role. Like he mm-hmm. would have been so much more subversive. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas it, this character of Steve Gutenberg's is much more just uh, self-interested. Mm-hmm. He's and he's a little lazy, and you know what I mean. Like, yeah. right? It's just it's according just to the according to the DVD documentary <laughs> and commentary on yeah. this. You have uh, this, right? They, this they is the thing you that, have. You you've heard this and certain seen this before. You've watched it. <laughs> of course. Why am I even asking? Why am I? Asking? Thank you for boy. Thank you for doing that. So we don't have to. That's all I could say. <laughs> I know. Here's the least bit of interesting information we'll hear today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they, they felt like that Gutenberg, this is the writer. And by the way, also um, the uh, oh, uh, Austin Pendleton apparently is, was, went to, I think went to school with the director, John. Oh, the guy that played Howard. I think Howard. Yeah. Right. If, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly mm. uh, and uh, they, they had, they had seen a much darker take. Steve Gutenberg is too socially uh, adept. They wanted someone who was, you know, like a fish out of water kind of person. They kind of got that in the Fisher Stevens character. So oh, really? So more like, a, so less like Steve Gutenberg's character and more like a. Like, like Ray would say, like a Bill Murray, somebody who's kind of like, uh, not really, you know, maybe just a little bit off. I mean, fish out of water. So like somebody really like nerdy code hound. Um, yes. Uh Okay, gotcha. I'm trying to can, trying to come up with like dream casting for this, and I'm trying to like Michael Sarah, yeah. Michael Sarah. Oh or, yeah. Um, well, that's a oh, that's okay. in that case, I would have cast still. Egon. I, I, Egon. Would oh have yeah, been right. Yeah. 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 Harold Ramis. Yeah. yeah, Harold Ramis yeah. would have been good. The thing is, like back to uh, your Ghostbusters. The, the comparison I think that that Randy makes to 
to or you know the the us us bringing up Bill Murray as a potential person here isn't too bad of an idea. It's just a different. It's such a different movie because you'd have to go with that energy, and that energy is just so different, right? Than what mm-hmm. they went with here. And I'm not saying it wouldn't. It probably would have been better. I think. <laughs> um, I think the Ali Sheedy part kind of would have worked better because oh, she's Gutenberg and Sheedy don't really have. She's so Any bad in this. Can we chemistry. see this early? I really like her. I really do. Like in a lot I of things. I think that she was a unique enough of individual that if you didn't have a Steve Gutenberg, once again, Gutenberg's great. I love Gutenberg. Mm-hmm. There's so many films I love him in. I think if they had have made it a little bit darker and shifted a little bit and had somebody that was kind of a little bit goofy, you know, I think that would have th- their characters would have really mingled. It would have made more sense to me that they're going to go just live together in a you know, farm I just think her performance is like the most Razzie worthy thing she ever did in her career. It's it bad. really is. I, I, For me, it ruined a lot of the goodwill that she earned with Breakfast Club. <laughs> but she's but she's written badly. Like that's a that's she's the written, thing. Like she's yeah, written yeah, badly. This yeah. is this is not Ali Sheedy like uh, making it up as she goes. Like no. she she has these yeah. very tight parameters in every shot where you know there's a there, she's acting against a robot that's super hard. Yeah, and then and then she's acting against uh, Johnny Five. When she's right. with him, and uh, okay, now her yeah, emotional that acting, joke. I, that was a great that was joke. A pretty good Damn joke. It. I got what you meant because ama- you were like, "Hey, the robots like Steven Gutenberg, but hey, yeah. oh, but Randy was I really know. talking about the other yeah. robot." I know, I got it. It was good. It was I, good. I, okay. I thought her, I thought her emotional acting was pretty good. Once again, is you know the the what you have in the character is kind of hard to portray if they're with their their current direction. I, I mean, mean, I. Who's gonna instantly have an emotional connection with that? Well, that's thing. what that's, that's what makes it that's what makes it good because the character she's playing would have uh, she wears all of her emotions on her sleeve. She's you know she's a, a, an animal person. She's trying to save everyone. Yeah. So I think that she would. I think that character, if it was if it was played a little bit more quirky, could have really worked. But they didn't play it quirky. No. They well, they, mm-hmm. however, they wrote it wrong because I agree she's capable of much more. And she's awesome in lots of stuff, like not just Breakfast Club. I've seen her many War things. War Games. And she's great. Um, yeah. yeah, she's good. And War Games, by the way, same, also, direct, also same director. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. same yeah. director, you know, get get a much more nuanced performance out of her in that than this. And I don't under, I just don't understand why. I don't get it. And most of her <laughs> dialogue was ADR anyway. So you could tell that was really stilted yeah. and. Two, I, yeah. honestly, once again, I think this movie suffered. We've seen this a million times. This movie suffered from great idea that would require a large budget because bringing a robot and all its puppeteering and stuff, that thing's going to be expensive. That's going to automatically put this movie mm-hmm. above the indie level and it's going to bring in bigger money, which is going to mean more oversight and less creative control. And yeah. then you end up with stuff like this a little more. I was really looking with vanilla. a critical eye at the, at the robot stuff, like, as you mentioned, yeah. like it's looking to see, all right, what, what is um, somebody off screen with a little robot arm poking at stuff, <laughs> throwing mud and what is actually being done with like somebody holding remote uh, controller. Yeah. A lot of it was, yeah, a lot of it was like uh, it, it, there was a puppeteer with uh, you know with with equipment on that with robot arms. To, uh-huh. Yeah, robot arms actually made it mimic what he was doing. Yeah. You know, so yeah. and then also that, that that was the puppeteer was also the voice actor who was doing it all at the same time. Oh yeah. That oh guy. really? So that yeah. dude, you know this dude? Um, hold on, let's see if we can find it. Where is it? I wrote it down. Once What's again, it? you would know this if you dug deep into the. You had the. So uh, you, <laughs> 
Tim Laney. <laughs> Tim Laney. He's known for uh, all so- kinds of weird shit, and I didn't write it down. Why didn't I write it down? <laughs> uh, men in he Black. Was, yeah, he was from the pug. Yeah. Oh, he's the pug. That's, that's right. Tim Laney. That's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the little yeah, pug. Yeah, that, that just blew your mind, didn't it? Putting those two voices together. <laughs> what? Get this. He's uh, the voice of Kingpin. Marvel character Kingpin in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. No way, dude. <laughs> From a couple that. years ago. No I way. can't I like picture the same guy doing this voice doing Kingpin. Yeah. Oh, I get you, Spider-Man. <laughs> Input, Spider-Man. Uh, Peter Input. Parker, you suck, Peter. And like, yeah, you can't. You can't, you can't do that. That's it's a bad. Idea. I own this city. <laughs> so it, it's interesting though, this John Badham. Which sounds like something yeah. you should get out of your fridge before Adam. anyone eats it. Um, yeah, Adam. Uh, he's got a, such a weird career. He directed Saturday Night Fever, which right. was like yes, an which Oscar they nodded winner, to in this film. They re- more than nodded. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. played half of it there. Uh, they waved at it. Hey! Nick and Time, yeah. which is something we should film sack. Uh, that 1995 Johnny Depp business. Yes. Uh, I'm amazed. I thought we had. And it's funny. Every time we bring it up, I thought we've done it. But I think I did it for uh, recommendals because I've watched it in the last three years yeah yeah it's same i don't know why i did either because mm-hmm. it's you know a, a live half the movie is done in real time drop zone we did that right and we do mm-hmm. drop zone yep, we did mm-hmm. we did yeah, never bet on black or it's what, what was the deal <laughs> wasn't it this it was uh yeah that was it. always never land always land on the target no yeah. always bet on black is passenger 57 right but the same oh, same right. guy it's uh same, same wesley snipes all right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yes yeah, uh, it's not a different wesley snipes <laughs> but the same wesley snipes. but what's interesting is this is one of those directors where he is a tv sandwich and what i mean by that is uh <laughs> yeah he worked yeah. in television from 71 all the way up until uh 76 nothing but tv and then yeah. movies for a long time, 2000 and no, I'm sorry, 1997. And then the bottom, then the top bread is all TV again. It's all he's yeah. done since. And he's worked all the way up till current. He's working on Siren. He did Supernatural before it ended. Yeah. Um, and that's Arrow, absolutely, I think there's, monkeys. there's, I bet, I bet he's not the only director that falls into this. I think those couple of decades when we allowed TV directors to come in and make movies, I think that happened for a while, and then they all headed back to TV because now TV's a better place to be than if yeah, you want to do that, something creative as a director. Yeah, because that guy saw both, be on TV. That guy saw both yeah. sides of that coin. He was like, he yeah. started in TV, which was looked at as the you know the ugly stepchild type thing of the business, and then he was there for a long time, and then he went and did movies, which was the place you really wanted to be. But now it's yeah, swung back in the eighties. Yeah, it's all swung back, and now people you know they pine for their own series and being able to run it or direct it or otherwise you know have right. some stake in it and now he's back doing that so it's it's a remarkable uh, you know i actually think it's a really good thing but it is a sandwich it's a tv sandwich yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah. a tv sandwich and this is part of the meat input scott give me more input more input and his his stuff blue thunder I forgot to mention that's in there oh. uh he stakeout like a, a bird on a wire these are a lot of movies mm-hmm. that we yeah. know of mm-hmm. right another stakeout <laughs> There's a <laughs> Forget about that one. Incognito. Don't remember right. that. What was incognito? Uh, uh, well, you don't know because you can't see it. Jason Patrick. <laughs> oh, Jason True. Patrick and Irene Jacob. I remember this sort of kind of in the back of my head. Anyway, the point is, guys, uh, an interesting director, and uh, right. I'm not so sure that Short Circuit is his best work is the point I wanted to get to there. But F- Fisher Stevens, man. Yeah, what about him? Let's get into it. 
this is his best work, man. Oh, come on. So now. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I do it's it. It's like, okay. boy, right, you want to really trigger people. It's, it's a personal like, film sack. We're we're gonna we're gonna just perpetually for uh, all the entire run of this podcast, we're gonna come across movies where it, yeah. you're gonna say, "What were they thinking?" And it was 35 years yeah. ago. Like that. That, that was, was my point. Was. My intro It's like we we as people age, and since then, you know, Fisher Stevens has he's he's matured he's changed the director is he's matured he's changed he's like yeah we made that at the time and you know looking back you know but hey people people could change yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's uh yeah like it's uh his whole how do i put this i came into this going well he's going to be officially the most offensive thing about the movie so i'm ready for it let's do it let's see how offensive it is and honestly, right. I'm not so sure it is. I mean, it's yes, it's, it's him doing a voice that isn't his, and yes, yeah, it's appropriate. And it's funny, the voice isn't the worst part of it. It's the um the bumbling like that's the part if I were of Indian descent, I'd probably be more offended by the bumbling nature, the um the getting every single colloquialism incorrect. Yes. But yeah. I don't think I don't think, and I'm not I'm speaking as a pure Sure. White guy on a it's pure four, four white, white guy guys podcast. all <laughs> I don't think I don't think anybody was offended. Okay, so I don't think it was an offensive performance by the actor. We were not uh we were not making fun of the character. The character was generally pretty smart, maybe one of the smarter characters in the movie and was able to see things from a, from an innocent outsider view. Now you got some of the English wrong, but that's, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that happens in any language. Sure. Uh, but I think the part that was the problem was the fact they took an obviously non person of that race for that character and right. didn't cast somebody in it. So I think that's where the complaint was. It's just, yeah. that, you know, I mean, Oh, sure. you didn't cast sure. it. You didn't yeah, cast but the it offensive like part of the about character and the way it's written is these, these terrible jokes that, that about him not remembering any f- sayings like being able to say i'm right. standing here beside myself it's like no you got all the words dude you just got them in the wrong yeah. order and that's stupid like it just didn't none of that none of that came off as genuine it just came off as cheap and and low-hanging fruit to me right right, right. that's what offended but there were, me. you know that's that go ahead there were so many things like this like just a couple weeks ago we talked about on alien 2 how the the main hispanic woman was played by a woman named goldstein yeah. and it's like it's like yeah you you should yeah. just like you should have known like it's it's because we, we went back in time right and how, how do you feel that know? we right. almost had bronson Pinchot from perfect <laughs> strangers <laughs> Shut up. yeah in I mean, this let, role let's 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 uh, put it where he belongs. Almost had Bronson Pinchot from uh, Beverly Hills Cop because that's kind <laughs> yeah, of where it would well, be. It would be less bulky and more. Uh, and that's where this character was. And lemon twist. Well, yeah, yeah. And the way the character was written, it was actually supposed to be in that spirit. But they were sure. they, he wanted Bronson Pinchot, and he's and I think it was even lined up, and it was good to go. Then then Perfect Strangers came along, and he stepped out. And so they brought in Fisher Stevens, and I guess they tried to. You know, I mean, in hindsight, in, it in. in hindsight, it would have been way better to make fun of somebody from a made-up country. Made-up country, exactly. <laughs> which is what that is, because yeah. we were kind of going through. We were kind of right. going through a phase during this time where we were wanting comedy was uh, seeing someone discover the mundane. Yeah. So right. I mean, and right. understanding and and learning life through those, uh, you know, infantile 
mm-hmm. eyes, I suppose you would say, just trying to learn and discover and being awkward. Yeah, that yeah. was the whole point, right? Yeah. Being awkward. I think that's the idea. And they, and you know, in some yeah. ways, this character is endearing. Sometimes, sometimes there's moments where you're like, oh yeah, he's you know, he's just a nice, he's a nice guy. He's caught up in this thing, and and then he'll <laughs> say something dumb like braziers and legs or whatever and i'm just like okay right now if you want to go to offensive betrayals i mean if you want to do a comparison of what's offensive and what's not offensive uh who, who uh the japanese and how we treated them in cinema because oh, yeah. we truly we're, were at war with them yes. and so there was a true hate in america at, at one point for japanese people and so those stereotypes and portrayals were very offensive oh yeah intentionally and super and super there was a there was like a real sword's edge to them you know like a real mean right quality to the, to mm-hmm. the way spirit that we did that yeah right. i mean but uh, you know bottom bottom line short circuit you know we're watching it 35 years later and we didn't uh you know we didn't appreciate how that's aged it just hasn't aged well yeah in a lot of ways <laughs> and the thing is i kind of thought well it'll be the fisher stevens aging that's the problem but it's kind of a lot it's kind yeah. of the whole thing and I, you know, yeah, it, there, there's some things to say about it that are impressive. Problem. Like, I think the <laughs> the animatronics <laughs> for the for the time are really good. Uh, pretty yeah. good, you know. Like, See there's Gutenberg a lot of Gutenberg shooting yeah. a good bird while yeah from uh, programming a, an arm to shoot you a bird. Perfect. Well, that's pretty the movie cool. doesn't know anything about programming or the military <laughs> or how vehicles Gravity. work when you drive them. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I mean, it, you may as well just discard all of those concerns and enjoy right. what you're seeing. Yeah. yeah. But then it's hard to enjoy it. It was, de- you know. it was definitely uh, the the original script, which I said before. I, I'm not gonna. I'm just kind of remembering parts of what I listened to, and it's kind of like it was they they envisioned when they were creating the story on page that it was going to be you know darker, moodier, more like war games, uh, higher stakes. Uh, we've got we've got a robot that is that can carry nuclear payloads. You know, so he's very dangerous. You would knew that, but if you had been on time, yeah, that's the first thing um, we learned is that these are right. nuke robots. <laughs> Holy cow! That's yeah. terrifying. I, had, I had seen the movie on on video. Uh, oh, okay, saw right, the right, beginning right. at some point right. since before this before this watching. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, and so it was supposed to be a lot darker and moody. Instead, it was more you know the money kind of pushed it towards mm-hmm. being a little more family friendly, and yeah. I think that really. You think heard it hurt it? Okay, that's an interesting take. I, well, I, speaking speaking I, of this movie doesn't understand anything about how technology works. If these robots were all nuclear powered, they would be so easy to find. Like right out of the gate, one of the experts is talking about we can sneak them right into Russia and they can just hide out and then drive up Main Street. No, they can't. They'd be yeah. easy to detect if yeah. they're nuclear. No, you're right. You're totally <laughs> Not right. Not to mention, all you gotta do yeah. is sneak up behind them and push their button. I mean, they're slow as dirt. Yeah, they are slow. I they're mean, slow I mean, no awkward. problem at all. That's the other them. thing. These these this idea that our future robots are on treads is such bullshit. Like, there's no way mm, yeah. you but gotta it, have. They look right. cute, as mobile as Daleks. Yeah, is what they are. Yeah, right. That's why I can never take a Dalek seriously. It's like exterminate. <laughs> like, oh, no, like, all I have to do is just go to some stairs. Yeah, Ex- exterminate <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Thirty five years ago, people didn't understand that the technology of the future was going to be drones. But if this had been a drone, it would have been very uninteresting. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. but they're also there's robots now doing all kinds of crazy shit, and they're bipedal and they're they're agile and like we just had no idea. Like these treads are what just a terrible idea. <laughs> so I don't know. Like it's it's the kind of movie that makes you go, all right. Well, when I'm a kid, hmm. if you're a kid, you're into it, I guess. 
But you know what? There's a way to make it edgier and a little darker and still be kid friendly. And that's why I think the better movie, the best movie of all of these tropes that this movie revels in is Iron Giant. And the Iron Giant is amazing yeah, yeah. still Iron to this day. Kills it. Part yeah. of it benefits yeah. from its animated. Animation makes things so you can be a little crazier or wilder or more imaginative. That's one thing. But the other thing is they're not afraid to play up the scary bits. Uh, but what if it had that, been Disney who did Iron Giant? Well, that's my point. Is had Disney done Iron Giant, I'm not sure you'd have gotten the same result. Not not in '99 when it was made. Absolutely would not. Yeah. Right. So they would right. have probably written things to be a little more saccharine or whatever. But Iron Giant managed to be both serious, scary, commentary full, uh, interesting, and in, in a lot of adult ways. But then it also retained, uh, uh, you know, kids' interest and in, and in, and in, you know stayed in a place where a kid can appreciate it. And I think that's hard. That's a hard combo. Yeah. And that's why that movie it's to this day is difficult. revered by everybody. Cause it's just, you know, they pull that off so well in that movie. This movie's just yeah. sort of like that, but a candy version. I don't know. It's like a, yeah. Listen, but as a, as a kid's movie, it has more edge than a lot of kids movies. I mean, because it, it was not meant to be a kid movie. It was kind of refocused a little bit. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, well, like of the many ways that this movie tries desperately to differentiate itself from E.T. is the fact that the alien, so to speak, uh, generates uh, relationships with adults. Right. And right. that's right. just not going to be as interesting to a kid watching it. And I think that's that's part of my long memory of this movie is that I was a kid. I had seen movies, a lot of movies like E.T. that were pandering to me, like centering me in, in the film. Mm-hmm. And this movie was not. This movie was actually uh, partially about what it's like to be a single woman and you got your ex and you're living by yourself and you're trying to have a you're trying to you have mean, a job. You mean side story, side B, you mean? Yeah. That story? Yeah. And by the way, speaking of speaking of you're trying to have a job, uh, do food catering businesses do they just have like a truck full of perishable food? Like, is yeah, that, I, if you, I was like oh, so much. If, you, if well. you were to break into the food caterers truck, is it right. just like loaves and loaves of fresh bread and lettuces and stuff? Oh, I, yeah. I'm confused. In no way. Yeah. Nobody should live in that in that area and people buy anything off that food truck with all the animals she has at her house. Just right. Jumping around oh, everything. Dude, mm-hmm. All kind of exotic animals, not just like cats and dogs, like <clears throat> everything right. you can imagine. Yeah, I agree. No way. It's gross. Uh, by the way, you mentioned where it was filmed or uh, anyone around Astoria, there. Oregon. Astoria, Astoria, yeah, Oregon. Yeah. Oregon, yeah. This is where Same Goonies. Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, Goonies and Kindergarten Cop are both... Uh, film there which is a weird just a just a beautiful part of the world like if you if you manage to film it in july only just beautiful like just (laughs) like the columbia river right there and the big bridge it's just nice one month a year beautiful place to live come check it out one month a year (laughs) we we compared we compared short circuit to like et and i i think that's where a lot of people go but this the backbone of the story is more like uh prometheus or frankenstein's monster they never really I, I hate they didn't never lean into that part of it. You know, mm-hmm. this 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 thing was created for one thing, but it's discovered life and it's trying to, you know, it's seen as this one thing, right? But it's not, right. you know. Right. And it, it, yeah. That, what is the big? Is it the fact that you know Frankenstein wasn't built as a war machine, or is it right? Yeah, I mean, where is that? Because I I agree, it is a very Frankenstein story, like no, I'm alive kind of thing. All the way down to the lightning strike to to bring it. Oh to life. yes, yeah. boy, yeah. Uh, trope trope alert. Oh, noise. let's do a trope right. alert. Yeah, yeah here we go. 
how I was trying to think of how many movies have used uh, lightning as a hand wavy. Here's how our our creature, our thing came to life, or our car yeah. came to life. Or here's how so and so lost their memory yeah, for yeah, the yeah. next hour and <laughs> five minutes. Right, right. You, you know, but it could have been such a a issue. Could have been such a a poignant way to 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 show that humans are out of control because they even mentioned that there's a storm coming and they can't control nature and there's something beyond man's control. And then it creates life. And I'm like, there's so much here you can comment on. And instead we go with this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which is dumb right. because it, it, first, okay, I'm sorry. One thing you just, we kind of glossed over there is it makes it sound like those robots suck in any kind of weather that isn't perfect. Right. Exactly. But, like all the enemy they, has to do is say, Hey, let's fight those, uh, those Johnny robots. A, uh, they made and, such a clear point to say in the beginning, they made such a clear point to say that, you know, it's adaptable. It can do anything and go any terrain it wants to. Yeah. Uh Oh, thunderstorm. Uh-oh, and I'm like, him out. come on. Yeah. Johnny, yeah. Johnny five going to get fried. Get him out of here. Get him. Get him gone. Five is all fried. Yeah, so it's right. a that's a dumb premise. Oh, it's so stupid. But yeah. it is the uh, by the way the, the lightning. Uh, I'm probably going to beat Randy to this, but it's called Lightning Can Do Anything. Yes, it is. Uh, and the uh, list of movies of live action films <laughs> that employ huge. this trope is incredible. Oh, and like, yeah. just like right off the top, like Back to the Future. Uh, I love that this trope includes Be Kind Rewind, where Jack Black gets <laughs> oh, yes. electrified and turns into an electromagnet. I've never it's seen just that like, movie. Is name that your oh, what? Is that movie good? I don't know what to say about that. Yes. Okay. Which yes. movie? Yeah. Sorry. Be yeah. Kind Rewind oh, is good. It is, yeah. Yeah. Nacho Libre is good. You need to what watch is, the Jack oh, Black God, movies. Nacho. What was that called? The uh, Be Kind Rewind? Because there was a, a whole trend for a while of people doing movies like remaking movies with cardboard cutouts and things like that oh right. uh, and there was a term for that and i can't remember what it was like they re- they recreate indiana jones and and do it it with was a whole and, yeah um, whole movement yeah i remember that too why you're trying to think of that and i'm sitting there staring at this picture of steve gutenberg and, and trying to think of movies he was in i was also thinking about cocoon yeah and i'm like hey there was another real uh you know, human Sweated. questions. Okay. It was such a good, what was it called? Sweeted. Uh, Sweeted. Films that were erased and recreated uh, referred to as having been sweeted. Erased. And that became like, a it was thing done to by do Sweet? on YouTube for quite a while. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> it was because of Sweden. I don't understand That's the erase weird. part. They didn't erase anything, did they? Or how's it well, work? the movies got erased, so they had to come up with their own versions of all the movies. So... Speaking when of, people rented Godfather and Be Kind Rewind, oh, they got a version of Godfather with little cardboard cutouts oh, and people yeah, acting I'm, like the Don. Yeah, and, the reason I don't yeah. know this is I haven't seen the movie, but I guess that's the that's the right. take is he gets electrified and then all the movies get shot and then he has to go recreate them. Is that the idea? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's like that episode of Futurama where they had to pretend they were that Ally McBeal-like show so that the alien far away wasn't going to come destroy Earth. <laughs> all right. Yes. Single <laughs> female lawyer. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I love that one. That's that a classic, great. dude. Dude. All right, everything comes back to Futurama for me, so thank you for that. Uh, and speaking yeah, of yeah. cardboard cutouts, yeah. uh, the music video for the El DeBarge song yes. that ties into this movie, literally, it has uh, Ali Sheedy, she's the star of the music video, and it references all sorts of other things in the movie, including, weirdly, a cardboard cutout of Steve Gutenberg just kind of 
hanging out in the music yeah. video. That's right. That's weird. Is that just like, uh, just like in the movie. <laughs> Is that the one they put behind the curtain in three men and a baby to make everybody think that was a ghost? Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> it would be great if it was. I guess that was a Ted Danson cut out in the background. Yeah, that would be amazing. You see, though. but you're making me remember it wasn't that now. So now I'm totally confused. Yeah. <laughs> see, how, see how fragile our memories are? Well, maybe right. one day we'll have to watch the incredible film that is three men and a we'll, baby we'll have to go back and watch cocoon because i want to know if gutenberg takes every highbrow possible script and just turns it into i think feel good smarminess or something. oh i was gonna say you could take out the word highbrow i think you just, the phrase is steve gutenberg takes any script yeah <laughs> the thing Although, is, i keep trying to get you wrong my god i love i love having Steve Gutenberg on my TV. Oh, for sure. Watching him do things. He's so freaking charming His, and such a pleasure to watch. He was on uh, Holy Moly all last season. It's the miniature golf right. uh, competition show as a judge for one of the um, miniature golf holes where the people, for some reason had to do a dive into the water. Right. And um, they brought in a professional diver to act as one of the, uh, one of the contestants every single time and Steve Gutenberg just got angrier and angrier at how bad this person was at diving. And it's one of the funniest things that show uh, did last season. That's funny. I just saw Rob Riggle on something totally unrelated last night and it reminded me, Oh, I should really be watching that. Yeah. I just watched one episode of Holy Moly. And is is there, is is there a thing where an actor is, is, has one particular trait that is so strong that, it just kind of can ruin a movie. I mean, not ruin it, but maybe yes. like yes. just, just there's the weight of it. It just like pulls it and does it consistently. Mm. I mean, yes. The answer uh, to your question. Yes. 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 You got, you example, got examples. Though. Give me an example. Like, uh, like just like anything where we, where we notice that they're doing it over and over. Like, uh, what's his name saying? Whoa. Or, uh, you know, everything Matthew McConaughey does, uh, Keanu Reeves saying, whoa, yeah. Uh, right. Like, whoa. yes, yes, well, yes, yes. But he only said, yeah. whoa, once, though. See? And that's the difference. But did he? Well, it echoed throughout you, all time. If you look at Joey yeah. Lawrence, he said it every time. I was going to say seconds. Joey Lawrence. <laughs> that's your whoa. And that's your, that's the problem is if you're doing it constantly. And like the one with, you know, the Matrix is almost accidental because everybody just glommed onto it and says, you know, we all said, whoa, after that. <laughs> I feel that. like, but he said it, he had to have said it in all the Bill and Ted movies. And in, you know, I think. He just was known for saying "whoa" and other things, kind of like uh, Owen Wilson and "wow." You know, oh, yeah, mm. that's yeah. true. That's yeah, a there's good point. there's tons of examples, and it's what it's what you get. Like you, when you hire Chia LaBeouf, you get a certain thing that it, it gets played out in the movie too many, one too many times, or ten too many times, and then <laughs> that's what everybody remembers. Oh, I've got really tired of that. Thing yeah, him running around does. going no 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 or whatever he does. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's what you get when you hire Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah, that's the deal. Right. You get some you know decent acting, serviceable acting, some really bad on set behavior, and then him saying no 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 no. Those right. are the four things, three things you get. Uh, here's some fun so, trivia. Back to, back to Dun- Dunaway was oh, making yeah. a point though. Okay, what was your point? Dunaway? Oh yeah, we should watch Cocoon just to see if it is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those that movies that how, no, it's, just, it's, is that how far back we we buried this little rabbit yeah, hole? I, Holy I think I think so. Uh, it's it's funny because I remember uh, it's been so many years since I watched Cocoon, but I remember when I watched it, it was like the ideas of the things that were expressed in the movie just kept hitting me for weeks. Mm. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember it just consuming my mind for weeks afterwards. 
And but when you watch the movie, you know, it's a Steve Gutenberg show. There's nothing really, mm-hmm. really there. But there was just something just that was eaten. And I'm like, oh, could that movie had just been like totally different? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if it hadn't been if it hadn't been there. Yeah, maybe would have felt yeah. different. I mean, that's I, I think right. I'd say that's probably true. The, who, the question is how or what? Like, I think we have a feel right. for what the Bill Murray thinking. thing would feel like. But yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, it's always fun to remember that we're we're all roughly the age of uh, um, Wilford Brimley uh, when he filmed Cocoon. Cocoon. So I just want to put that out there that, <laughs> that we have done it. Yeah, now. but none of us are uh, are are walking around with our shirts off in a, in a public <laughs> right? room. Yeah. I mean, I might be. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, my my point is like he he always looked seventy two, so doesn't he could have been thirty five and it wouldn't have mattered. Right. He always looked that old, but. But yeah, it's a, just a just a little little wake up call. We all, we all nudge. Yeah. This, yeah. this happens more and more all the time. Like the other day, I don't know why, but I was just I was talking to my sister. I think and if, my sister, if you're listening, subscribe to HBO and watch the <laughs> Prestige TV that you've been missing. You, you don't share see, your login you, you with your to sister, see Chernobyl. man. No, man. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> wow. but like, you need to see Chernobyl. You need to see. Uh, and I, I was telling her, uh, you need to see Mayor of Easttown. And I just decided to look it up. How old is uh, Kate Winslet? Yeah. And when she made Mayor of Easttown, Kate Winslet was like 42. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. oh, my God, mm. she plays a grandma. Yeah. And she just seems so old and tired. Grandma. The whole moot show. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, 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 why? Why? Go ahead. Go ahead. What are you going to say? I, I was going to say, why did I feel like Steve Gutenberg was like 20 years older than Ali Sheedy? <laughs> During the filming mm. of this, she he's not she she plays like, really he's young. like four yeah he's like four years older than her in this yeah film. it's yeah. it's really that she plays young naive um yeah. I think that's what that's what it is I think that's Maybe true so. little, little baby face she's you know you're you're always going to think of her from her teenage mm-hmm. high school movies right yeah right right. Right. Now here's a here's a piece of trivia that I that has to make you stop and think a little bit about the 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 racial thing with Fisher Stevens okay. Major okay. confusion, uh, it says here, occurred in India among fans when the movie was released <laughs> there. Many people who had uh, seen the film thought that Fisher Stevens, who played the part of the Indian, was actually Bollywood actor Javed J- Jaffrey. Uh, yeah. This was due to Javed being the spitting image of F- Fisher Stevens with his beard and round eyeglasses. Uh, Javed and and brown contacts. Yes. Uh, he had just, or sorry, had just had his first release, a movie called Mary Jung, in '85. In the film, he supported, uh, he spotted, sported rather, a uh, round eye glasses and a beard. Anyway, so when it got rele- when it got released there, everybody thought it was him. It was only later that uh, this guy in India said in interviews, "No, that's not me. It's a different dude." So in India, we were all over here going, oh, "I can't believe it! Look at my white guy's doing an Indian dude." Over in India, they're going. I think that's that guy we all like from that other Indian movie. <laughs> I think right. I think this is my first exposure to uh, Fisher Stevens. I think it was for I me for sure. This. It was like the first movie I think I've seen with him, and so I thought he was Indian when I saw it. Yeah, it I didn't fooled know. me, but you know, I was also <laughs> yeah, a teenager. yeah, back in the time for sure. Yeah, I yeah, had no right. Idea. I'm looking at him now. Um, he's still working, doing all kinds. He's in the first. Yes, we saw him in up. Succession, uh, yeah. and he was uh, in for a whole season of The Blacklist as um, 
I mean, he's he is a really good actor. I want to say he was in the, on The Sopranos briefly, wasn't he? Uh, yes, um, that is correct. He was also on that Vice but, Principal uh, show, which I really liked a lot. Um, all kinds of TV. He shows. also dated uh, Michelle Pfeiffer for about three years uh, right after making this movie. Oh my lord! How did he do that? Wow. <laughs> it's one of one of life's greatest mysteries, no right? <laughs> Holy crap! He was in Lost. He was George Mink. Min- oh yeah, Minkowski. Oh, I forgot about that. that. Yeah. And just to, to finish yeah. off the film sack list, uh, we have seen Fisher Stevens previously on film sack in hackers and in super Mario brothers. Yes. He yes. is not the, our highest, uh, repeat actor for film sack this week. That's someone that I didn't really notice in the film named John Garber. Mm. He played a character named Otis and we have previously mm. seen him in. Was he the movies. town drunk? What did he, he what was, was in, he? He was also in blue thunder and war games. So I'm and, uh, uh, really so he's way. a favorite. It's got to be John a friend, yeah. Badum. No photo in the yeah. uh, uh, IMDb. So okay, okay. Was he is, the? Who was the? Who was the? Uh, the? Who was the driver that was freaked out? Oh, was that? Driver. I thought when I saw Remember that. The, uh, you, that's funny you bring that up. As soon as I saw that, I went, "Hey, this is like one of those director moments where a director's uh, can't." Yeah, it wasn't him. I don't think, but I don't think so either. But it, but it. It hit me at a moment where I went, "Oh yeah!" Whenever act, whenever directors, ah, uh, Marvin ship. J. McIntyre, uh, also in the Running Man. Okay, well, everyone should. And be Back to the Future Three, fantastic, what? Fantastic, that's a hell of a career right there. You just named all oh, the things that are good. good. Yeah. Uh, okay, Fantango. I got some scrutiny, but here's the thing: scrutiny. I also love it, so I want this to be true, and I hope it is. Uh, actor G. W. Bailey mentioned him earlier. He mentioned mm-hmm. that the whole point of the writers naming his character Scroter was so that they could include a joke about scrotums. Yes. That's the I entire thing. Be. I want that That's to be. No doubt do in my mind that that is yeah. correct. All right. Well, yeah. we give that. That, a, is, that feels so true. It has to be true. Yeah, vigorous mainly, thumbs up to that. Mainly the four of us have lived in the United States of America all our lives, and we've never heard that as a last name. Right. Ever. No. Ever. Yeah. Steven Scroder, yes. Scroder, no. Right. I've never heard Scroder. Scroder. In my life. <sighs> and I thought of Dunaway every time he says Scroder all the time. Laugh. <laughs> my I thought of too. Yeah. That's all my I could think of. Scrot. So well done. Um, all right. Uh, I think we are we can do titles now. Or titles. <laughs> Wow, well, we should new titles. What is the Welcome title? to what the is abbreviated version. I, probably, of, uh, I should have <laughs> should have made more idiot. notes. Uh, let's do actual uh, t- uh, files, sound files. Oh, clips. Hey, one more oh, thing oh. that I did want to bring up before yeah, clips. Go, go ahead. Uh, the first thing that comes up in the credits is the uh, the directing company that put this thing together called Producers Sales Organization. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? And All about the money, baby. Nothing, nothing says creativity like. <laughs> made by producers sales organization is that for real oh my god that's gosh. for real i had to yeah. i had to rewind and, and look at it again it reminds me of uh that's terrible uh you know i'm gonna keep bringing it up but i've been hooked on superstore um oh yeah after, yeah after hearing recommendations from both scott and randy on that show and i don't know if brian if you've watched it as well i love that show it's great i'm three and a half seasons or i'm halfway through the third season so i guess i'm two and a half seasons in and it just dawned on me, or I just now noticed for the first time uh, yesterday, that the end title card right before you get the Universal Television is for Spitzer Holding Company or something yeah. like that, a circular deal. And they put up three random things every time on that title card, yep. like a, uh, uh, Android disposal, uh, dog rental, uh 
And, and I never noticed that. And I kind of want to go back to every single episode and look at the title card. Nice. Yeah. Who's the? Yeah. It's just like uh, who's the huge super jerk that made yes. three, two and a half men and yeah, and, uh, Chuck Lorre, Big Chuck Bang Lorre. Theory. Yep. Uh, and his yeah, title yeah. cards and title yeah. cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I, I had no idea that they named themselves that. That's great. I wish we'd have more of that. That's like in gaming. There's that Koch company, like Koch yeah. Koch Entertainment or something. Yeah, and right. it, it's really annoying. I, I'm used to hearing things like, you know, Blood Sword Interactive and uh, Evil Genius <laughs> Developer, or whatever. And these guys are like, uh, Koch Media Organization presents the following video games for fall release. Like, come on, man, what are you? Right. I I did find a list online of all of them. So you know, in season oh, two, you've got toys, dictator management, and shoes. <laughs> Nice, nice. Uh, Horse representation, petroleum, and seafood. Wonderful. Uh, that's the, great. The key, the key to Superstore is the strange chemistry that so many of the actors have, and it never, it never fails. Like I'm, I'm got all the way to the end of it, waiting for it to fall apart. Like as you know, mm. America Ferrara leaves the show, and I'm like, is that gonna? No. Is that gonna break everything? Mm. And somehow. Like Mark McKinney from Boy, uh, 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 Kids, Kids in the, the Hall, Hall. Yeah. and somehow, like all, just all of these little things keep holding together and being funny. I will be shocked if they never have any reunions uh, going forward. Oh, mm-hmm. I hope they do. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Yeah. Be yeah, no, my favorite part of that show are the little interstitial moments of customers doing horrible things in the store, like you know, eating a- eating food right out of a of a. Um, uh, uh, bulk yeah, barrel, yeah, like bulk yeah. uh, container, or and those, um, and those, putting uh, dirty diapers behind the cereal boxes. And those things are like six minutes long. It's like they were made to go on Vine or something. Yeah. Six seconds long, you mean? Six seconds long, yeah. 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 And it's just, it's just brilliant. They're great. They're really, really. And they're sometimes yeah. with great guest actors you didn't expect to see do a little thing like that, and it's so yeah. good. It's, and I, it, here's great. one other thing I'll say about it. It's the only show that that dealt with the early pandemic masks mm. thing mm-hmm. and didn't annoy me like oh, cool. by that i mean like i'm real life is enough like i don't need it my entertainment i don't need a million shows now about mask wearing or a million shows about viruses or whatever like right. you don't right. I, I hate that as a as a gimmick but because they're a store and that retail had to absolutely deal with this in a pretty major way the way right. they handled that in their final or second to last season or whatever so good so good i'm yeah. just I'm just glad we're not getting shows anymore where they think Zoom is novel, is a novel way to do their, their episode. <laughs> oh, gosh, dude. And have all the characters talking to each other over Zoom. I hate it so much. I hate it. If those were one more of those shows up, that might be it. Well, I might move. And I, I actually <laughs> done like, with TV altogether. Yeah. I actually feel like those shows were so unfortunate that they impacted other things. Like... You know, like everybody loved Bo Burnham's Inside, but I spent a lot of Inside going, you know what? I'm kind of pissed off at Saturday Night Live for doing what they did now. Yeah, I can't watch Inside because I, I, I don't want to, I don't, I just don't want to, I don't want to deal with it right now. You know what I mean? Like, I know that that thing apparently is brilliant and important and but I, I don't want to watch another person yeah artistically a, deal with the pandemic while i'm trying to deal with it my own yeah, way it's a it's a tiny bit overrated and i i hate saying that you know like when when something is an eight out of a out of ten and everybody seems to believe it's an 11 out of 10 yeah. it's like i i'm not saying it's bad it's just like it's 
tough and it's real self-indulgent. It's the most self-indulgent thing you'll ever watch. Yeah. And like, you got to really like the self that's indulging, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at least that Jeffrey Bezos song is all over TikTok now. So thanks a lot. The Jeffrey Bezos song is 11 seconds long. I'm sorry. The The song of Inside is White Woman's Instagram. That's a real complete song. It's yeah. hysterical. <laughs> it, it deserves so much accolades. And Jeffrey Bezos is nothing in that movie. Yeah. It just gets used everywhere else. So we're stuck with it, I guess. All right. Now let's now let's get to clips. Sorry, um, I didn't mean to derail us. No, 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 you're to, good. Had to bring that up. Um, I wrote a note here that says, "How come he never fired at the other robots?" Oh yeah, why didn't he ever? Why didn't Johnny Five ever shoot? Because back? he doesn't want to kill anybody, man. You don't know disassemble. Yeah, but those no other robots are—they're just bad robots. Well, while we're talking yeah, about that, but if, the, if to... he has the potential, if he had the, if he could become alive, they have the potential to be to be alive, yeah, right? So, I mean, I guess so. What happened to uh, number four? Because number one, two, and three got turned into the Three Stooges, right? That actually, well, <laughs> I thought was two, we know what happened. Three, I thought that was two, three, and four that got turned into Three Stooges. The first one was the first one that came after oh. him, and didn't he lock him up in uh, an outhouse or something? What happened? No, oh, the outhouse was. Uh, you're right though. Stages. It was the one, the first one that they bring out. And he rolls out and uh, right. starts shooting at uh, at Johnny Five. Grab okay, a bucket. Anyway. I think that's a chick in the bucket. That's what I think. Probably so. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Where are you, Johnny in the bucket? Johnny in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys. You need help. I need help. We all need help. So you got to ask yourself. What interferes with your happiness? Maybe prevent you from achieving your goals? Well, would it help if you could start communicating with online professionals in less than 48 hours? Would it help if you could connect in a safe and private online environment, making it super convenient? How about getting assessed by a licensed professional therapist? Using better help! All of that without ever having to sit in some terrible, uncomfortable waiting room? Well... BetterHelp is committed to facilitating, rather, that great therapeutic match that they're going to make for you. They make that easy and free of charge if you need to change counselors for whatever reason. BetterHelp is available for clients worldwide. It's not a crisis helpline. It's professional counseling. That makes a big, big difference. And these licensed professional counselors are specializing in things like depression, stress, anxiety, self-esteem issues, gender identity, trauma, sleeping, relationships, family conflicts, you name it they're there for you so it's really easy to do and really easy to sign up for and i want to give you a deal start living a happier life today get 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash film and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health that's betterhelp.com slash film for 10 percent off your first month big thanks to BetterHelp. all right for real now clips let's do these clips yes these clips are good, and uh, here are they, okay? Uh, <laughs> here are they. Here Excellent. are they. Here's a cool robot voice. Enemy neutralized, ladies and gentlemen. That is so Makes freaking. me want to play Berserk. It yeah. does, right? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's several. So Get the intruder. Intruder yeah. alert. Intruder alert. <laughs> intruder alert. I used to love that like, kind of, uh, they, they do it in that um, yes. uh, um, Flight of the Concord song where it's, uh, oh, the robots like, are dead or the humans, humans are, are dead. dead. Yeah. The humans are dead. That whole thing. I love that. <laughs> yes. 
Ah, uh, so good. Sorry, Dunaway, you're saying something. Oh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, damn it. I killed your oh, thought. Oh, it's too oh. bad. I'm a thought killer. All right, here's another robot voice that's cool. Introducing your host, Dr. Ford Mariner. Oh, that's so 80s, man. Yeah, it's funny that they gave each of the robots a different voice. Because yeah. yeah. that's, that's a very different yeah. yeah, very different voice. That, that was Stephen yeah. Hawking. Revision. That's what that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the indication there was like revisions because they were like, okay, we're getting a little bit better at this. And this now this robot, because Johnny's is pretty good voice right mm-hmm. oh yeah no it's, it's not a, it's just it's, a normal guy you know, voice organic and human yeah which you know it had to be to have us i guess uh, other than it being up here yeah. ooh, ooh, you know, other than that yeah it's stupid right. all right shaken not stirred some kind of james bond thing just the way i like it shaken but not stirred and then no one what left. why would you say that i don't remember what is that what it was really non-sequitur-y and that's why and, no one in that audience laughed at him. They all just ignored him. And once again, job. why why did we instantly make robots into bartenders? I would like to know. We've we hit this in in, in every film sack movie that has robots. They they want the robot to make a drink. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. You don't want a robot to make a drink. It's gonna suck. You no. want to make your own drink. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. Uh, yeah. See, there's right. a Vegas bartender that's a robot, and nobody goes there because right. it pours shots that are exactly one ounce. And who's gonna want that? Nobody. <laughs> No, you want no, to. This you, movie could have not in Vegas. Right. Nothing's supposed to be exact in Vegas. It's all a gamble. Right. What are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. Bad idea. Not not to roll back to what Scott said at the very beginning of that conversation, but he said that no one laughed at that joke, and that's because no one laughs at this movie. The humans do not laugh, and one of the reasons why is to show how little humanity we have, because that's one of the the factors that they 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 say that the spontaneous emotional response is what makes us human. Yet none of us are showing it. Yeah. Only the robot is. Yeah. And there, there's so much to be said. In this film, but they don't never really say it. He's the most human of all, way. Brian. Right, right. He's found the true human. <laughs> but you don't hide that under a bushel. No. <laughs> also, where they effed up is maybe two deals with this. So you guys could tell me I haven't seen two. But um, the the whole point, like an Iron Giant, is that, oh, no, the bonk on his head has pumped out. Yes. And now he is the true war machine. But in the end, right. he learned something. This is what truly makes him more than human, mm-hmm. is that he learned something right. and he can control it now, change it, and be a real Superman. That's how these are supposed to end. This one doesn't do that. His malfunction yeah. is still a malfunction, and he's still just a it, wackadoo until somebody removes a circuit, and now he's back to being a yeah. dick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, and they address that a little bit in two. You got to go. You got to watch two. Okay, so two has, really? you know, okay. I figured they might. That sounds terrible. I'm not I, I said you had to watch two. I'm going to take that back. I'm not you, watching. You could watch two. I'm not watching two. <laughs> you could. <laughs> you could watch two. I figure we will watch it for film sack at some point. Oh, yeah. I'm right, never so. going to see it on my own. Hell no. Yeah. I'll do it for the yeah. show, though. Not voluntarily. <laughs> uh, come on, hurry up. What's this? I don't know what this is. Come on, hurry up. They're waiting for you. Oh, okay. That's our first taste of yeah. Fisher, oh, yeah. Ste- <laughs> Fisher Stevens. Don't worry. There's more. All right. When he ter- trained his robot to flip him off, uh, it made a sound that sounded like a robot fart. So I just captured it. Okay, so enjoy. There you go. <laughs> really? Was, I heard that. Yeah. That yeah, was, was the noise when it gave the finger? Yeah, it went. It was right before he gave the finger. It made that little noise. I was like, wait, did yep. Scott send me this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott edited the Netflix or whatever it was. It's pretty good. All right. That was really, it's great. This is a weird way of saying this phrase. Jesus H. God. Jesus, Jesus H. God. H. God. Yeah. 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 Never heard Jesus. that. Jesus. Jesus Henry God. <laughs> What a weird way to do it. Why not just say, why not say, right, is it know. too harsh for the audience? I don't, I don't know what that was. was you can't say, say it twice and you can't reference it. I don't know. Weird. All right. Well, that's yep. Christ all Marty. All Marty. Christ all Marty. 
Uh, all right, here's your marital aid moment. I designed it as a marital aid. As a marital aid, yeah. I designed it as a marital aid. A marital huh? aid. Again, it's supposed to be a joke, and and you spend no the left. next minute trying to figure out how. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. later on, when Ali Sheedy's like basically falling in love with it, you know, you're like they're dancing around. You're like, what? Is there a marital aid thing coming up yeah. here? I'm really nervous. <laughs> is there an attachment we're about to see? Yeah. I was waiting for that. Never happened. Nuclear powered. I don't. Twenty five is aroused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that you're so good at that voice. I hate it. <laughs> Uh, you could really, we could go re-dub the movie and you could put it on. Oh, let's do that. <laughs> All right, here's something with Gates. I don't remember. Now it is time to freeze this place, seal the door, slam the gate shut. Oh, it's a, a, a scroter. Scroter. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of scroter. Here's some snarky chatting. I don't know. I guess it can't triangulate its position. That's a simple function. Do you know how to triangulate your position, Howard? No. Well, then there you go. Oh, it was a, a nerd talk. Some nerd talk about triangulation. <laughs> could you triangulate? Could you milk me? Yeah, could you milk Howard me, is not the guy from, um, not the dad no. from Alf, right? No, Alf. but no. every time I, didn't I even see think him, that. I think no, that. Yeah, you're, not. you're not crazy, though. I had the same feeling. They got the same. They, they don't really look alike, but they got this same mannerism. Yes. The mannerisms with their talk. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you could lie to me and tell me that they were in each other's roles, and I'd believe you. Right. Once yeah. again, one of those we we found humor during this time period through watching people discover ourselves through the mundane, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it sure. be aliens or people from another country or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I like this philosophical well, mundane thing you got going. I think it's cool. It's cool. Well, and then there's you, there's so many philosophical pieces to this movie that never get picked up. It's just like small fragment here. Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah. the movie tries to combine it with slapstick, and that's yeah. a really fine art. It's like like the the scene where Johnny Five is making pancakes. It's so funny. But you're you're being jerked around by what the movie's trying to you know get you to enjoy. We and we talk so- about we talk about what grosses Scott out. Look, you talk about what makes Brian uncomfortable. And <laughs> the thing that makes Brian uncomfortable is him not getting that that frozen meal off that a stove that's just sitting <laughs> oh, there. Oh right, you know, the, I, uh, I, I can't bacon or hash browns. That's just yeah. Burning. I'm just oh my god. Yeah. I can't hear anything you people are saying. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's still sitting there. Oh man, uh, this guy, by the there. way, really quickly, this uh, Austin Pendleton who played Howard. Yeah. Just looking at his career, he has done so much on Broadway and off Broadway, and maybe the hardest working filmographer tv actor in uh that we've seen for a while he's still doing stuff and he's been doing stuff since 1968 on one life to live oh wow so and he was born in 40 i mean he's what like i don't even know what that is 80 80 or 80 79 still working like crazy look at this yeah holy moses yeah you're right this might be the hardest working dude we've seen in a in a in a bit yeah wow all right. Lots of like, oh, I need a guest star on this episode of Miami Vice. So let's bring in Austin Pendleton. Yeah, it's like, do we have anyone here that worked on Spencer for Hire? That's good that we can add now. <laughs> oh, wow. He was a uh, childhood friend of Roger Ailes. Oh, weird. Yeah, oh, that's a weird. F- I always worry about those stories. Childhood right. friend of so-and-so. I had a lot of childhood friends. Right. Yeah. I'd, weren't so great. I'd remove that from my Wikipedia yeah. if I could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have that in there. I mean, maybe yeah. Roger Ailes wasn't such a dick when he was younger. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, well, you could have said this on live air and never been able to take it back. Here it is. Don't tell me its laser is still armed. 
Bimbo. Bimbo. Instead of bingo. Uh, see, bimbo. Instead of bingo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You see what he did there because, you know, the, he's foreign sure. in quotes. Foreign. So right. they don't know how to, you know, say words. So, yeah. It's right. Funny. And right. Bimbo and bingo which, are just which so is close. This, <laughs> it's the same humorous characterization that's being glommed on to Johnny Five. So that's why we notice it so, you know, tragically. Right. Like mm-hmm. Johnny Five can do that. Or this guy can do that. But when both of them are doing different versions of the same joke, it's tiresome. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. That's true. He yeah. punches down with it. Johnny Five is a robot that's punching at least parallel, if not up. <laughs> right. So right. it's, yeah, it's a, it's a subtle thing that I, th- I just don't think they'd do it today. Uh, here's, oh, this music's terrible, I wrote. And it is. Here it is. That's bad. It's terrible, but it's terrible, but terrible. But. There's no buts. No, 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 no. There is a but. There's, Give me this your is butt. the sound. Is is watching this film nostalgically? This. Oh, are we gonna sip a coffee now while we're trying to take what Brian's saying? Yeah. Let's Sorry, see. was that? Did I slurp? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I loved it. It made it much more dramatic than it needed to be. Yeah. And now yes. I forgot my point. Yeah. But uh <laughs> Here, this will remind you. Oh, this, this, yes, yes, yes. There and the go. reason why is because it fits in the with the nostalgia of it. That was the mu- the music we were making with the technology at the time. On not not a pro level. Pro levels were better than this, but for consumer level, this is what we was making. We were making sounds like this, and I think I I, I appreciate that it's it's in there. I'm glad it still you, exists. I'm glad you appreciate it. I think it's hor- right. horrendous. It, it sits me into the mood. All right, fair enough. Here's uh, what mood? <laughs> <laughs> the mood to feel nostalgic about the '80s. There you go. Okay, I, the mood. Where's my coffee, coffee at? Hold on a second. <laughs> I just I just feel like this music is like the first thing you do, like when you're when you're sort of writing the music and you're trying to figure out how it's going to sound, like. You sit down at a keyboard, and so this is like this is like they you know they called Madonna into the studio, mm-hmm. and they're just going to play something really quick for her to get an idea Madonna? of like what the range is of the song, not like at all right. what the song will ultimately sound like. Yeah. But then they went, they stuck with that. Yeah, it's like a little movie. scratch. They just track. stuck with the initial yeah. thought. Yeah, it's right? like hey, Madonna, listen to this. And then she did like a virgin <laughs> at the end. Yeah. yeah. Right. I could see But that. with like real Papa instruments and musicians. Yeah, yeah. With quality content. Uh I'm I, I agree with you. All right, let's move on to this uh scroter moment. Um for some reason my mouth's freaking out. There we go. Here we go. Uh uh mouse, not mouth. Okay, here it is. Scroter. <laughs> a scroter moment. You don't have to blow it up, scroter. No, it's something about it wasn't yeah. scroter at all. It was just toward scroter. Okay, got it. Right. Oh, I thought you were gonna say that's what he said as he was going to the bathroom. <laughs> you don't have to blow it up, Scroter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what this is. What do you think? I don't know. Oh, it's just such a quick uh way to say that. What do you think? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you got time to deliver this line. What do you think? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this made me laugh. I don't know why it shouldn't. Now I can hear Ibbett doing the voice, but here it is. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Oh my Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hate it. I hate that so much. I really hate the robot's voice, I guess is what I'm getting at. I, it's bad. I like it. It's bad. Done away. Once again, once again, it fits within my nostalgia. Well, there you have it. It's kind of like saying you hate, uh, the super friends voices. 
Well, I do, but I, but you're, yeah, you make a good point. I like the camp right. of them. I don't find the, this, this robot voice campy. I just find it, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it was a bad choice then. It's a bad choice now. It's just bad. Uh, here's, what's this? Oh, this grumpy sound made me laugh is what I wrote. Feel me in. Oh, yeah. Okay. So whenever he did that, it made me laugh in the robot. So that was the yeah. marital aid scene? No, that-, that was him yeah. in the car. No, but he was van. showing emotions. He, he was, was he yeah. was going down the checklist of what uh, Gutenberg dropped in that one scene yep. of what he would experience to be alive, what it would take for it to be alive. Right. And then he went. Oh. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> Here's some Ali Sheedy acting, or as I like to call it, shitty acting. Enjoy. This oh. is my home. It's not your home. I live here. What are you doing with Beasley? Oh, my gosh. Can, can, can you Beasley. Can you go back to the previous sound? Sorry. But the previous sound you played yeah. and and uh, and convince me that that is not Robin Williams as Mork. Okay. Hold yeah. on. Oh. <laughs> I can see that. Doing like a little nanu nanu thing with his head, and yeah. His, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. drinking a glass of water with his finger. <laughs> All right, here's a sick burn. He doesn't look sick. You look sick. Oh, sick burn! Ooh, <laughs> oh, it's really good. Uh, Brazier's and legs. Although I spelled it Brazzers and legs, but whatever. That's oh. <laughs> totally different. Auto correct. Didn't mean to. Anyway, here it is. You know what is out there in the great outdoors? Girls mm-hmm. with Brazier's and legs. Sure. Sure. I mean, I I'm uh, convinced that this guy didn't didn't realize that there's really only one girl like in the whole world. <laughs> right. There's, there's literally one girl. Yeah. He just didn't know. Yeah. And she yeah. she's already got a boyfriend. He's a bad one, but uh yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that that's an ex, know. right? We're we're like he's she broke I don't up know with if they him, right? Even, yeah. Yeah, they were, were even dating. They were ex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh ex. by the way, that guy's a million things. What's his name? Um here he is. Brian McNamara. Yeah. Um, where is it? Okay, here we go. He was in. He's on all kinds of new stuff too, like NCIS, Hawaii Five O, and all that. But I know him from. Hold on. Oh, Wait he's in that it. new. He's in that new Magnum PI remake, which oh, I haven't seen yet. Hawaii Five O remake too. No. Uh, yes, oh. he's in that for sure. Um, Weird. now I can't find it. But you guys know this guy. He's a million things. He was. He was in an episode of Seinfeld. That guy's. You want to talk about the guy oh, that worked the hardest here? He might be it. There's a wow. there's a huge yeah. IMDb uh, checklister thing, whatever. Anyway, the boyfriend mm-hmm. sucks. Uh, here's a oh my oh it's something about China. Oh my China. Oh my China. <laughs> oh my China. Keeps her China laid out on a table like that. Right. Oh my China. I hate that. Especially on the West Coast, I don't think you do that. Also, right, just- and with with animals <laughs> running everywhere, she was oh, right yeah. for yeah. that. But you also don't say it this way. Oh my China. Why I'm a China. You, it's wrong. It's almost as wrong as this. <laughs> in six, in in eighty six, she would have been what eighteen, twenty four. Is that about right? She was born in sixty two. Sixty two. She'd be. Are you trying to figure out how old she is? Eighty six. Yeah. So she would have been. That's sixty two. Is a lot. That's actually a lot older than me. So let's see. She'd have been twenty. Something twenty something twenty four twenty four twenty four twenty four okay there you go twenty four she was in the tub she was age twenty four in the tub hiding her boobies from a robot and that's what's going on there right do you know what China was did you really know what China was when you were twenty four yeah, yeah really, absolutely my, my mom would I mean you you knew it existed and it was something that your mom would kill you for but had you been shopping for any at that point oh no any interest Randy? in China no 
Hell no. Yes. No. I'm, I'm sorry. Randy would. Randy at 24 I grew up with a mom who had her own china and her had her grandmother's china and always talked about who was going to get which set of china when she died. And Mommy, so. can I? Well, talking inheriting china is one thing, but going out and buying your own china is different. Yeah. Were you in the market for china then? Not really. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel better. No, I feel better. Are you questioning that. my manhood yeah. right now? I know. I feel better knowing that Randy. <laughs> you were, weren't you? You totally were, Randy. You're totally here's, the, here's the thing. I have a I have a really fantastic set of Mikasa china, and I would give anything to find a buyer. I Mikasa need a buyer. Is Sukasa? Send me your if, china. If, <laughs> so this has got to be a first on film sack. Uh, china sales. Yeah. China if sales. there is anybody out there who yeah. wants to buy some really awesome china, yep. I <laughs> need to sell this shit. I have had it for too long. You need to hold it nice. in front of Randy, drop it, and then say, Oh, my china. Do that right after. Here's <laughs> a, the disassemble. Disassemble. Dead. All right, I kind of laughed at the well, dead. Because he, you know, he made the connection finally, and it was, it was kind of right. Funny. By the way, there's nothing in the owner's manual of a car that will give you any idea of how to start it with a not a key, nor how to drive it. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And right. rules of the road, or like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Remember keys. Anyway, but yeah. he, did, he did get a lot of information from encyclopedias and from watching TV, and he probably right. picked up on how to drive. You might be right. Input. Input, yeah, like like uh, 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 John or uh, sorry, the Matrix when he put the thing in his back of his neck, Mister Mister uh, Mister Anderson, you know, and he yeah. learned kung fu Anderson. and said, "Whoa!" I knew it right. instantly. Yep. Uh, here's Ibit after his. Oh, <laughs> this is good. So here's oh, some God. audio. This is uh, Ibit after his date. This is after prom, uh, trying to figure out where they're going to eat because he ate after the dance. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, because we, you know, you don't want to dance on a full stomach. It's no, a no. recipe for disaster. Oh. Yeah, yeah, as we've probably heard in other clips. Yeah, you probably have. So. <laughs> So this is you doing that, asking what they want to eat, and here's how that went. Fish, salmon, sushi. Wow, you really wanted to go the yeah, the I was fish just narrowing it down. Yeah. Uh, like, what specifically do you want to eat? <laughs> really gave us a selection there. Yeah, I start with beef, <laughs> ribs, barbecue. Oh, shut up! It's too good. <laughs> if they remake this, Brian needs to voice it. I'm telling yeah. you. If they're looking for for authenticity, boom. All right, number Need five is alive. Here Cold hard five. cash. Cold t- cash. <laughs> Spendy. Number five is alive. All right, fine. Whatever. It's your ET phone home moment. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right, this is when Dunaway. I'm right here, Elliot. <laughs> when Dunaway has to pee in the night. All right, this is what happens right here. This is Dunaway have to pee in the night. Come on, number one. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> more true than you like uh, yeah well you know uh, man of a certain age uh real close to robot or robot you almost said robot here well there's no way my robot could have driven he's really oh, close he, says it. he clearly says robot well, there's yeah. no way my robot could have driven Ooh. you can't make a robot if you're calling it robot yeah. yeah he may as well be my dad now gosh dang it all right uh, a lot of people pl- uh, what uh, got a lot of play in high school oh so this is a line that got repeated in high school all the time so when i was in high school this movie came out it became a catchphrase and i heard it everywhere and this is it i am standing here beside myself that joke would Mm. never stop yeah oh my gosh yeah Yeah. that and the woody i'm sporting a tremendous woody right now was repeated all the time here's another big one from that time with excitement like this who is needing enemas yeah that one said a lot (laughs) (laughs) who is needing enemas 
Oh, my Lord. All right, here's a... I don't know. Well, this is a weird scene. I don't know why they left this in. I heard that. Another, you know. <laughs> is that another robot giving the finger? <laughs> no, it's just no. that one's a real fart. I heard that. By the way, uh, watched it with an 11-year-old. He did not um, get any of the sex jokes. No. He didn't, yeah. He yeah. didn't even uh, flinch at like the word Woody or anything like that. But yeah. when the robot extends a middle finger, he died laughing. He yeah. slid oh, off really? the couch laughing. Oh, everyone loves so a bird. The only thing that made me laugh in this movie is the, uh, well, do you have the old people in the truck as a clip before I? Uh, I think about the weed. Yeah, let me play it right here. Uh, so the old people with the weed, right? Yeah. Uh, I know I did it. Hold on. Didn't I? Maybe I just it's made like a, a note of. Oh no, here it is. It's right here. It's right up. I hope you took the grass out of the glove compartment. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that made me laugh on this watching, I completely <laughs> had forgotten about this, and and uh, that was the best. I. Uh, yeah, I remember thinking, well, whatever. I saw it and I went, oh, would they do that today? They'd have medicinal, you know, some sort of medicinal marijuana, some edibles in there that their doctor prescribed. You know? It'd be less funny today, right? Like, yeah. I hope you took right. the morphine out of, yeah. hope you took the amphetamines out of the, uh, <laughs> the meth out of the glove compartment. Right. Our illegal. Uh, Did you get the fentanyl out of there? <laughs> right, exactly. That's fantastic. All right, here's three dandy scroters. Three dandy little scroters. All right. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I like their dandy. Uh, Howard is great, I wrote. You're not going to make it, fellas. There are soldiers out there with bazookas and choppers or whatever the hell they call them now. He's great. He's good. Whatever the hell they call them. Yeah, whatever they are. I don't know what they are. Helicopters. They're called Hueys for the the education of this film. I wrote, what is he saying here? That means that this might be a mystery. This will be fun to unpack. Oh, yeah. What was that? (laughs) No trauma. No trauma. No trauma? No trauma. No trauma. Oh, no drama or no trauma? No drama, Same thing. No drama, Okay. It bugged me the whole time. It makes the same point. <laughs> it is really funny, though. It almost no sounds like, you re- like it goes reverse, like forward backwards. Listen. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Yeah. Something about it. All right. Here's a robot buzzer. All right. There's that. Marital aid. Yeah, mm-hmm. marital aid. Uh, here's how. <laughs> <laughs> here's something. How, robot? Me friend. No, talk computer, not Apache. <laughs> oh. That was so stupid. Just in case there were any other types of Indians that were uh, not right. being offended yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. but not right. only that, like, well, how stupid is your boyfriend that you would talk, You would, your first thought with a robot would be, how? Like, come right. on, dude. Right. So stupid. All right. Hated this. Hey, Pilgrim, that likes a parted my hair. I hated that. Oh, uh, no one will get that today. That's uh that's us. Yeah, that well John Wayne. I think that might be my parents even. Like I right. one of the first times that Tristan and I went to BlizzCon and flew into uh uh, SNA, uh, Santa, Santa Ana Airport. Yeah. Uh, as we're going down the jetway, it says, Welcome to John Wayne International Airport. And I said, Oh, hey, Tristan, do you know who John Wayne is? And he said, Wasn't he a pilgrim? <laughs> ah, <laughs> so he, knows, he knows just enough about John Wayne to make that connection. I love that. You know, in a few more years, that's what he's going to be remembered as the pilgrim. Totally. The pilgrim. Right. Yeah. Or with the love 40 it. foot impacted beef stick in his butthole. <laughs> right. <it> was. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about Do y'all that. remember the rapping Duke? Uh, no. No. Duh, ha, ha, ha. 
No, what? <laughs> what is that? I think doing? that was like around this time. The rapping Duke. It was yeah, it was eighty four. I don't know what John this is. Brown, the rapping Duke. No, no. memory. No, you don't remember that. That was nope. a great song. Nope. Randy, surely you remember the rapping. Duke. Was it a, was them. it a play on on John Wayne or what? Yeah, was absolutely. Yeah, Duke? yeah. It was okay. just it was just him doing some pretend. Yeah, rapping Duke. Yeah, well, that used to be. Huh. We used to say, "I got to go take a Duke." So it sounds to me like a, a little yeah. turd doing a rap. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, all right, this laugh makes me want to die. <laughs> Seriously, I want to die. I want to die <laughs> from that. Uh, blazing pants. Oh, her pants are blazing for you, Newton Crosby. <laughs> Gosh dang it! That's so annoying. What's, All right, what's he calling him? Newton Crosby. Newton Crosby. Newton Crosby. That's yeah, yeah. Is it Newton Crosby. Yeah. yeah, but it sounds like Luton uh, or something at the end. <laughs> Here. Oh, her pants are blazing for you, Newton Crosby. That's sort yeah, of Luton. Yeah, Luton. All right, here's a robot alarm. Robot alert. Okay, and then you got cool robot sounds. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I like yeah. that. So. That's when the berserk machine was going berserk. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense. Something about some red ass. This little fart of a robot is beginning to give me the red ass. <laughs> the red ass is spanking me. Every, I, every time I hear him, though, I I used to get him confused with Frank Sutton, uh, G.W. Bailey, with Frank Sutton, the uh, the the major from uh, Gomer Pyle. Oh, oh yeah. It's kind of the same yeah. thing, right? Yeah, I got that yeah. same vibe. Yeah. yeah. I I totally. just think of MASH because I watched so much MASH growing up uh, that he yeah. was always Rizzo. Not Motor Rizzo. pool. Was yeah. it Rizzo or Zale? Rizzo. Rizzo. Yeah, Rizzo. Rizzo. Zale was the other guy. Uh, here's d- no shit, where see shit. No shit. Where see shit. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the line. <laughs> that's, uh, your, that's your curse word? Of the whole movie, I think the so. There yeah. might have been a couple more, but I think that was mainly it. That <laughs> like, got your PG. Like when everything goes to hell in that military installation, you wouldn't have heard a thousand curses, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, would have been f bombs up the the wazoo, as my dad yeah. would say. All right, here's an annoying laugh again. <laughs> okay, so that's Predator dying? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's hilarious. It does sound like that, doesn't it? Predator's about to get his revenge. Well, right. Yeah. He, he recorded, is, uh, recorded Arnold Schwarzenegger's a... laugh and is playing it back. Yep. No, it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who was it? Who's he killed? Yeah, the other guy. Who'd he kill? He was uh, the Nat- no, who was no, it? it? was the Native American no, guy. I can't remember now. That's his name. That's right. Uh, oh, right. It was the Native Billy. American. It was Billy. Billy. Billy, who got the joke finally, oh, yes. Yeah. But we right. didn't. We couldn't suss that out during our recording, and someone, a bunch of people had to tell us that. And, oh, we got corrected. Don't yeah, worry. We, did. Yeah. we get your emails. Yeah, we get your emails. And All sometimes right. we even read them. Here's one final ruining of your life <laughs> right here. Oh, <laughs> Gosh. Is that him laughing at the what God wants, God keeps joke? Probably. He's no, not. that was the one before. Oh, was or it? Or maybe it might have been a continuation, like a, a close-up shot maybe. All, all I know is it just, it drained my soul as I listened to it. <laughs> it was it was interesting. <laughs> Whoever picked the shot locations and everything, there's such a weird shot. It's a beautiful shot where they're like uh, oh, well, they're, far yeah, away well, they from. Having their moment of learning and humor yeah. and everything. Yeah, there's something about the way that was shot that did stick out to me. Surprise me. Totally different than everything else. Yeah, it was weird. All right, here I'm going to present to you, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you what I believe to be at least 2021's, if not the entire run of Film Sacks, worst song during the credits I've ever heard. Here it is. No. Enjoy. 
Hey, well, you can argue your thing after this. Listen to this. Feels like I'm always gonna feel this way. We got more. Hearts haven't set in motion. Worlds haven't turned around. When you've been lost, you know when you've been found. It's horseshit. That's yeah. fine. It's not fine. It's really it's bad. Fine. Now tell me one worse. You can't do it. You can't. That's fine. Uh, uh, Come and Follow Me by Max Carl and Marcella Detroit. Whoa. Known for making TV theme songs, probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, this guy also did music for uh, Weird Science, Police Academy, but not the only Look, Scott, stuff, of course. Yeah, no. Every time you add a high quality song, you got to take away something from the robot. I'm not. T- I'm not giving anything up on the robot. You're not going to give anything away. Don't, All right. Don't no. forget, Scott. We uh, sacked Deep Blue Sea, and we talked about how the song that it's LL Cool J rapping badly, like oh, really oh, bad yeah. on the credits. I like forgot. I, I don't know. This one isn't that bad. Holy I, cow! Uh, the Who's Johnny song, the Elder Barge song, co-written yeah, by by Peter Wolf of uh, Jay Giles Band. Really interesting. Uh, the same guy who wrote Centerfold wrote Who's Johnny? That blows nice. my mind. That's, that's, and I don't think I like it. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't think, think I, I like care for it. But you know that they didn't actually have a, uh, a you know, a an album for this until like <laughs> later on. And they did oh, not include, yeah, they didn't oh, include really? um, that song, Who's Johnny? They still don't have a soundtrack for uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. yeah. Because of the Beatles. Uh, oh, not Jamie Beatles. Right. I keep uh, I keep all my notes in one mass massive set of files and I just searched it. We we also complained pretty bitterly about the <laughs> credit song at the end of Watchmen, and I don't remember anything about it. So oh, really? you have to even more than it. complaining about Hallelujah, the sex scene with Hallelujah going on. Right. Wow. I don't remember what, that at all. What did you have to what what search term did you look for? Sucks. What did you look? <laughs> <laughs> song. Just the word song. Song. Song okay. and sucks together. Get you what you need. Uh all right. Well, those are your sound clips, everybody. Hope you enjoyed those. But what you're really, really gonna enjoy is this. The film sack checklist. <laughs> it's the film sack checklist. The Literal peak of Elder Barge. Check. That's as good as they were ever going to get, uh-huh. everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, G.W. Bailey can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, and I will watch it. Check. And finally, nothing stops the U.S. Army like a single fallen tree in the road. Check. Uh, let's get to the connections. Randy, did you scour any Star Trek connections? And please oh, yeah, tell absolutely. me one of them is Rizzo, because that would be cool. Yeah, know. so you just you mentioned Brian McNamara, the the recent ex-boyfriend he uh that was uh, his name was frank in this movie mm. um he also played lieutenant william chapman in the voyager episode someone to watch over me wow and then uh barbara tarbuck played senator mills in this movie like really <laughs> tiny role to say starbuck yeah. barbara <laughs> tarbuck uh she I'm had wrong. two she had two roles in Star Trek. In uh, The Next Generation, she was Governor Leica Tryon in the episode The Host. And in Enterprise, she was Chancellor Kalev in the episode Shadows of the Gem. Wow. Sometimes when we do the Trek connections, the string of words that come out of your mouth, none of them make sense to me. I'm just like, Star Trek those aren't dumb. words. 
<laughs> Star Trek games <laughs> are See, done. I always, I always think of it the other way around. I always think there is a listener listening right now who right. just watched the Voyager, ep- oh, sorry, the ah. Enterprise episode oh, Shadows sorry. of Pajem, and is just right. like, whoa, wow, this is so weird. My mind, man. Uh, yeah. Well, good on her, though, for having, like, those are all leadership roles, everything you mentioned, including this one. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah, job. She's, she's very, I guess she's very stately. Well, to, uh, soundtrack great. Uh, soundtrack gave great. I've never given told a, you you're a very stately lady. Yeah, you're a very stately lady. You're state. You're stately. Laid stately. stately. I can't get it right. Uh, soundtrack grade S for shit. It's garbage. It's bad. It's a bad soundtrack. Even with who's Johnny? Who's Johnny elevates the whole thing? They could have played this that song throughout the whole video. As a matter of fact, they know the music video sucks. is just that song. Clips from this movie. Oh, it's very infectious too, and I I hate to admit that I like it. I don't like it. Give me a better cover. You got a good cover? Give me a cover. Oh, I wonder if I do have a, a cover. That of song? That song? Yeah, I want to hear Who's like, Johnny? you know, Five Finger Death Punch do a version of that or something. Uh, you know? Something no, cool I'll and have hardcore. Any, let's see. Oh, wait. Nobody, you nobody know why? recorded a cover. You know cover? why there's Weird. no cover? Weird. No one can improve it. Oh, oh, that was it. And not that it was a terrible song. And why would you cover yeah, such I've a garbage no song? Yeah, no covers of uh, DeBarge or Eldebarge. Not even Rhythm of the Night. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that it's just because <laughs> it's so great. No one wanted to touch the greatness. I'm sure that's it. <laughs> it's hallowed ground. Yeah, hallowed sacred ground. All right. Well, then screw that. Let's move on to the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum up things in this film. 280 characters is all you've got to work with. Let's start this week with Randy. Short Circuit. There is one woman, a single woman, and dozens of men, and about half dozen machines that identify as men, if you know what I mean. And this woman chooses one of the machines to dance with, just like reality. This is a documentary. Oh. <laughs> I thought just like a Saturday Night at Evans House. Was that's what he wanted us to think. Clearly, uh, yeah. that's really good. All right, well done. Uh, also, sorry, not finally, Brian Dunaway. Short circuit. My childhood is dead. Spontaneous emotional response. Dead is forever. Hashtag no more input. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a sad hashtag, man. All right. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Short circuit. Goofy movie. I enjoyed repeatedly rolling my eyes at you. <laughs> Since we've reached the end of the movie, I just want to bring up that this viewing, yeah. this time as an adult, I was surprised by the twist ending. I actually thought, oh, oh really? they killed the robot. I didn't remember. I they killed, also, they you know what? Five. I'm with you. Remember, remember that. that there was a short circuit too? I remember. <laughs> I remembered that, but I figured, I, I instantly figured that he was rebuilt or something. Right, right, oh, right. Okay. They found a chip in the weeds and they were like, oh, this, a, is, this is the main, <laughs> sure. this is him. This is it's a great chips. little twist. And, uh, you know, I immediately after the movie, I asked my kid, so what did you think? Uh, like, did you think he was dead? And he just goes, I don't care. <laughs> no, can i go now can i leave <laughs> or are we done with saturday or dave dad makes me watch movies from his childhood yeah, we're right. done. Yeah. uh for the record i also you people you listeners that don't know the struggle of a film sacker oh yeah who has to fit who it's has hard. to each week yeah each week my family always looks at me and goes what are you watching this week for film sack and i always go you know, like short circuit, they go, oh, no, thanks. And then they just walk away, you know, and I'm like, I guess I'm doing this by myself. Yep. I'll just yeah. do it by myself. Yep. Yeah. Tina's the same way. She's like, what's the film sack movie this week? And I tell her, she's like, um, you mind if I mow the lawn during that? Like she'd rather mow the lawn <laughs> while I watch the Anything movie than watch, watch yeah. short circuit. Yeah. I understand that feeling. All right. Well, I just handed this list. This is important. This movie was, uh, had two alternate titles. It was almost called 
scrote circuit. <laughs> ah, that's good. Uh, or a film of regrettable accents and voice limitations. And I oh. meant imitations, oh. but wrote limitations. Fantastic. Well done, Scott. Well done. Actually, it's almost mm. like uh, like oh. Ben doing the same thing, getting the word slightly wrong. Yeah, it's almost better. Yeah. I'm right. standing beside myself right now. Quick That's emails. Right. These came to us at filmsack at gmail.com. The first one from Daryl in Ohio, who says, hey, Sackers, do you want to see Captain America, Gamora, and Heimdall uh, team up for The Comedian? Yeah. What, or with the comedian, rather. Well, you're in luck. The yeah. Losers is currently streaming on Netflix. Yes. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, for people who have played comic book characters in the last two different or in two other franchises, shoot and explode their way through this action comedy. In- incidentally, <laughs> I can think of only one actor who uh, has played a different comic character character three times. And that's Chris Evans. Can you think of anyone else? I'm forgetting. Love the show <laughs> though, Daryl. <laughs> I think Chris Evans is your uh, standard yeah, right now. Sure. I can't think of anyone else who's done. A major, you know, like three different major comic book yeah. characters before. He's definitely yeah. the biggest, right? Yeah, yeah, because he's like four, four isn't it? Because he's done uh, Captain America, Human Torch, this character in the Losers, and then also the character from the um, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, um, right. Also, put does Push count? Not the Sapphire one, but Push, the, <laughs> the one where he they all have force powers. But that's not a comic. Marvel. Though. It's just written, that- right? Okay. Uh, don't know because uh, he does have that's from powers. a comic book no that's what i'm saying is i don't think it's from a comic so i, I think oh. that one doesn't count but he plays a he plays a hero character type with power wow there there's a site that lists uh 15 i can't be right oh here we go all eight comic book characters chris evans has played oh my lord so obviously we've got captain america human torch uh, Jensen and the Losers, and then Lucas and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Also, oh, of course, Curtis and Snowpiercer, which is a oh, yeah. graphic novel, French graphic novel. Yeah. Uh, he played, uh, well, you can't really count that one, uh, Loki in the Thor of the Dark World. Because uh, that was Loki appearing as Captain America. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Nick Grant from Push is correct. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They count that. Casey, right. Casey Jones for the animated uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Okay. He did the oh, voice. Oh, interesting. Oh, and that's all eight right there. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, he's a busy boy. How about boy. this? How about you comic creators stop drawing Chris Evans as heroes and you'll stop playing the part? Uh, is that the rule? <laughs> is that the thing? Well, just, you know, nature quit creating a perfect superhero looking dude like Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, or, well, yeah, that's a good point. I really like him, so he can do whatever he wants. I like him. Yeah. Uh, oh, David absolutely. H. also wrote in and says, hey, guys, uh, in the Aliens uh, episode. Oh, by the way, The Losers is based on a comic, right? That's an actual yes, comic book? Yes, it is. Okay. 100%. We may, we may get to that, uh, Daryl. We'll let you know. I think it fits for FilmSec perfectly. I remember seeing it, and, and uh, it was, you know, I didn't connect it with FilmSec at the time, but right now thinking about it, it's very, very sackable. I didn't see it, so <laughs> I am in. Let's do it. David H. says, hey, guys, in the Aliens episode, Randy mentioned that there's a lot of movies you cover only have uh, that only have one woman in them. We did that today, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I'd come to a similar realization a few months back that you guys rarely cover films with a female lead or that have multiple female characters. Nine to Five was one of the few films Don't I could think this of. put this on us. Yeah, put it on <laughs> us. Uh, <laughs> blame <yeah>. Hollywood. <laughs> you gotta blame Hollywood. We, anyway. watch, we watch questionable movies and that's how they keep coming up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he says, Nine to Five was one of the few films I could think of, which we did sack, yeah. and that had all pretty much all female uh, leads. Uh, There are a lot of great sackable films you could consider, uh, like Where the Boys Are from 84, Phoenix the Warrior, 88, uh, Barbarian Queen from 85, Man Killers from 87, to name a few. 
or you could just browse by actor. Um, he says if if looking or so sorry if you look through the filmographies of Cynthia Rothick, Rothrock rather and right. Sybil Danning, I'm sure you'll find something that appeals. This is to actually you. really good. I actually like this idea. Yeah. Not because we're trying to restore some kind of balance to the force or no, something, no, but no, I no. yeah, I mean, anytime yeah. we're lacking somewhere, I mean, why yeah, not? Yeah, and we're and I those sound like great movies. Even even though ninety percent of these movies I've never even heard of, I have no idea what the man killers are. Barbara, Barbara. Oh my god, there are so many. There's just decades and decades of just crap movies that we haven't even touched oh yeah yeah sure. like speaking of our upcoming list uh has electra on it Ooh, and that's uh, yeah that's a female lead that fits the category uh-huh. yeah listen lead. i tried to get us to watch crossroads and it just wasn't going to happen <laughs> <laughs> i've been trying to get sucker punch for years i would do i think sucker punch is, i think sucker punch needs to happen because i've never seen it so i don't have any pain to do it that's, oh it's do such it. a beautifully bad it. movie yeah i love it we should do sucker punch well anyway she he also goes on to say uh still magnolias norma ray beaches a few others yeah. So anyway, yeah. that, still Magnolia's be tough. It is uh, there's so much humor already going on in that film, and yeah, it's such a, that would be I tough. Know. Be yeah. like doing the help. Yeah, yeah. it seems like yeah. it'd be a tough That'd one to, tough. to sack. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, you okay. have but Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Now that's right. Ah, up now see alley. that is Fada. Fada. Okay, you know what, Brian? We are we are going to watch Crossroads, but it's going to be Ralph Macchio movie. It's not going to be the Britney Spears one. Damn it! No. Wait, there's a Ralph Macchio Macchio or Macchio? Yeah, he plays Robert Macchio. Johnson, right? Or not? Yeah. He doesn't play Robert Johnson, but wait, is that is yeah. that Dick Dick Robert Johnson? Is that no? That's the uh, <laughs> Robert is that's the Dick? blues singer that made a deal with the devil to get oh, the, uh, the ability to play guitar. Yeah, that'd be right. Richard and Johnson. Would be Dick Dick. Oh, I'm sorry. Run, in this Robert. movie, no. In this movie, it's actually a, a character named Willie Brown, and Robert Johnson has this really <laughs> tiny appearance in the movie, and it's played by Tim Russ. I'm not kidding. Tim, oh, really? No way. Tim Star Russ. Tuvok. Yeah, yeah, Tuvok, right there, baby. All I right. can't believe Scott's never even Willie heard of Brown. it. It's no. it's a pretty yeah. It was no a pretty knowledge. well-known movie. No same, knowledge. I think same time frame as Short Circuit. I know it as much as I know Phoenix the Warrior or Barbarian Queen. I've never heard of any <laughs> of these. Uh, he he said he finished his email by saying anyway. Thank you for ten years of podcasting, listening, enjoyment. You guys have got me through some rough times, and I appreciate it. Says David. Aww. Well, thank you, David. Okay. Happy to be there for you. Yeah, and always great recommendations. The recommendations too. That's great. Yeah, it is good. It's a good. It's, you know, I didn't thought about this, but like if we ever wanted to triangulate actors and go, all right, somebody go find, like he said, <laughs> Cynthia Rothrock <laughs> and Sybil Danning, and then like build out like connections and films that might be worthy of the show. Like that's a fun, that's a fun way I, of finding movies. I like that this film is, is uh primed you to use triangulation in a sentence. Right. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've gotten yeah. All, uh, nerdy. You were f- philosophical. I've gotten scientific. Right. Yeah. That's how this works. Uh, send us your emails just like Daryl and David did at filmsack at gmail.com. That's filmsack at gmail.com. Our next movie is a watch along. Oh, that's right. Because uh, one of us is out of town, so because one, one of us is going to be traveling out of the country, yeah. one of us won't be here to do a show. So as a result, right. we'll be doing a Star Trek connection or a Star a, T- a TNG watch along. Uh, the only accent we can still get away with mm-hmm. is the TNG <laughs> accent. <laughs> uh, yeah. So TNG, the 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 next generation. For those who are confused about the acronym. That'll be next week, and uh, the week after that, we'll be back to normal, okay? Because people will be back from their trips and things. So, so well, yeah, I'll be, I'll be tired. I'll be watching our film sack movie on the plane so that I can see it before our uh, 
yeah. uh, recording that Sunday. Is there a movie about jet lag that we could watch that we'd sneak mm. in? I'm sure there is, yeah. Yeah, because you're going to be having some of that. Oh, man. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Anyway, uh, safe trip to you, That'd but be also. a good anthology series. It would be, right? It'd yeah, be, right? jet lag. Jet, be all about, lag. all about who loose nations you have on jet lag. That's not bad. It's actually not bad. Yeah. It's, it's not good bad. Idea. Yeah, I like it. Anyway, more on that. Next, uh, so next week, the TNG walk, watch along and then a real movie after that. So stick around. Filmsack.com is our website. Leave us reviews wherever you get your shows and keep those emails flowing at filmsack at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. No disassemble. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Oh, my China. Oh, my China. <laughs>